Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. We have a really exciting interview for you today. We are going to be interviewing Rod Cleef. And he's an investor who's personally owned and managed over 2,000 properties. He's an entrepreneur who's built sev- several, not seven, but several multi-million dollar businesses. He's the author of How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties. He's a coach and mentor for multifamily investors. He has a boot camp. He, ha- he has a top-ranked podcast called The Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. And he's also the founder of the Tiny Hands Foundation. And so you are doing a lot of great things. Rod Cleef, welcome to the show and good morning. Oh, what a treat to meet you, Rachel and, and Bruce. And, and I'm honored and humbled to, to be here. Let's have some fun today. Let's see what we can do to add some value to your incredible listeners. Absolutely. Well, Bruce, thank you as well for being on the show this morning. Yeah, Rod, um, our listeners uh, are tired of me gushing about our guests. <laughs> because I do it all the time, but I, I think I don't think what people need to understand about Rod is, yeah, Rod's been successful, and you're gonna he's gonna have this really nice uh, um, perspective on real estate and so on and so forth. But really, really, Rod would tell you probably is there's a lot of different ways to do real estate, but it it, it comes down to your mindset, and uh, that is what I think is going to be different uh, with Rod talking today with, uh, some other people that you might run into. So Rod, we're really excited to have, have, Oh, you thanks. Thanks. Show. Thanks Bruce. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead. And before we jump into the conversation, I just want to remind our listeners, if you are interested in investing, this is one step in a bigger journey to time and money freedom. That's why we have the cash flow system. First, you keep as much of the money that you make as possible. Then you want to protect that money and then invest. And today we're talking about multiple things because mindset is part of your foundation for building and creating wealth in the first place. And investing is that place where you put your dollars to work to earn cash flow and earn returns and get your money working for you so that you're not just trading time for money. So we're going to hit all ends of the spectrum today. And again, Rod, welcome to the show. Can you go ahead and share with us how just a a little bit about your background and how you got into multifamily investing in the first place. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's, uh, I'm going to go back a long ways. Um, So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old. Uh, We immigrated from the Netherlands. I was born in Holland uh, with my mother, Zavancha, my brother, Albert. uh, And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, uh, where I lived for 30 years. Now, we didn't have much. Uh, my, my, we bought all our clothes at the Goodwill and the Salvation Army, and that's what I wore until junior high school, until I get my first job and get, get the clothes that I really wanted. Uh, I remember we ate expired food because that's all we could afford, a powdered milk because my mom wanted us to have milk, thought it was healthy at the time, and so it was powdered. Um, and, you know, so we struggled. Now, I'm sure that you have listeners that had it harder than we did or maybe have it harder than we did right now, but um, you know, I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids. We always had a house full of kids. And she was an entrepreneur as well. But she babysat kids so we'd have enough money. And with her babysitting money, when I was 14, she bought the house across the street from us for um, about $30,000. And then when I was 17, about to graduate from high school, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. I'm like, what? Forget college. I'm getting into real estate. So I, oh, I went that's awesome. Yeah, I went out and got my broker's license, 
uh, right when I turned 18, which back then you could do with education. They got smart. Now you have to have some experience. But I was a real estate broker right when I turned 18 and I was going to be rich. So my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe about 10 grand. But my third year, I made well over $100,000, which back in 1981 was decent money. Oh, and absolutely. So and especially you were things, probably, what, 21 at the time, right? I was 21. Yeah. And, and um, so one of the things that I like to talk about, you know, my live events and on my podcast is what it took to 10x my income. And what it was, was what I discovered was the power and the importance of your mindset and your psychology. I met a gentleman that taught me about that. You know, and, and, and that, that truly uh, 80 to 90% of your success in anything is mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate or the business entrepreneurship or the investing type topics we talk about on our podcast. It's really you have to take action with what you learn. You know, fast forward to today, like you said, I've owned over 2,000 properties. I've built 24 businesses. Several have been worth a lot of money. Um, and uh, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And, wow. but there's a punchline, <laughs> you know, when that happens and you make, you have a year like that, some people can tend to get a big head. Well, I, that was me. Okay. I thought I was a freaking real estate God. I couldn't fit my head through the door. Mm. And you know, when that happens, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a, you know, a smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost that 17 million, a whole lot more. I actually lost $50 million in that contraction, crash, whatever you want to call wow. it. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that, you know, as I mentioned that, that I love to talk about is mindset and psychology and the mindset and psychology it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. And then what it took to get back to the success that I enjoy today. And I'm happy to dig into that topic with you. And I'd love to actually, Rachel, if you, if you want to humor me. Yeah, let's go ahead. So we, we want to take this in multiple directions. We want to find out about the multifamily side and also sure. about the psychology that is really behind what it did take for you to go from that losing 50 million up until this position that you are in today. So, sure. so go ahead and share the psychology sure. first as you're talking. So, yeah, we, let's start with the psychology and the mindset because honestly, I believe that's foundational. Then we can get as deep as you want on multifamily too. So it'll be a lot of fun. So you know, here's, in fact, if you're listening and you can get a pen and a paper, I'm going to take you through a little process that I think you'll really get value from. It's something that, again, we do at my live events, I do it with my coaching students, and it's it's really a, a, a goal setting process. It only takes a few minutes to describe it, but it's incredibly powerful. So let me take, take your listeners through it. So guys, um, pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, okay? And you're going to be uninterrupted, okay? Don't, you know, make sure you're well hydrated, make sure you're Drinking the water on that note, I'll have some. Make sure you don't do it after a meal. You know, just want a lot of energy. And sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? So it's not just some New Year's resolutions. It's, you know, all the stuff. Start with the stuff, the houses, the boats, the cars, the jet skis, the planes, whatever it is. And take the lid off your brain. Imagine that if you write it down, you're going to get it, which I will tell you is not outside the realm of reality. Because... When you write down your goals, it triggers something called your reticular activating system. And it's that mm -hmm. subconscious filter in your brain that, that tells your brain what it thinks that you should be focused on subconsciously. And the greatest example of it is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them, and you buy that car, you see them everywhere. And Absolutely. They were there before, you just didn't notice them. Now, um, so, so that's, that's – and, and so write down everything you could think of. Write down how much money you want in the bank in, say, a few years, how much money you want in the bank in, say, 10 years. Write down how much money – cash flow you want from your 
investments, say, in uh, three years and then in 10 years. And, you know, write down, you know, second home, uh, you know, and, and again, don't limit yourself. You're only limited by what's between your ears. So if you want a yacht or a private jet or a private island, whatever it is, write it down. Um, and then um, once you can't think of another thing, write down what you want to do in this lifetime. So it's not just the stuff. Write down what you want to do. Maybe you want to climb mountains. I have a friend that's climbing every big peak over 14,000 feet. Maybe you want to write a book. Um, I'm about on my second, I'm almost done with my second book. Maybe you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that about six months ago. I will never freaking do it again, but, but <laughs> off the list, okay? So, you know, whatever it is you want to do, write it down, all the stuff. Then, then lastly, there are actually two more things. Write down what you want to learn this lifetime. Maybe you want to learn a foreign language. Me, I'm, I've been talking about this for two years now. I want to learn how to play the drums. My wife bought me a drum set. So we're in one of the buildings here in my compound. I still don't know what end of the stick to use, but I'm going to learn how to play those drums. And, nice. Yeah, and, and so everything you want to do, be or have. But lastly, because we will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves, write down who you want to help. Okay, so maybe you want to help your family. Maybe you want to help your children. Maybe you want to, you know, um, do something for the community, for the elderly, for, for children in general, for the environment, whatever it is, write it down. Because that's, that's where your passion is found. So once you've got all this stuff written down, the next step is I want you to put a time limit on each goal. How many years it's going to take you to achieve it? Put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20. Recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 10 or 20 years. I'll give Absolutely. You an example. When, I, when I was 18, I, I wanted to live on the beach. And we lived in Denver, and there's no beach in Denver. And, you know, but I had pictures of palm trees and beach, and, and I, I visualize it, and I think about it. And 20 years later, I built this incredible $8 million, 10,000-square-foot mansion on the beach. I, in fact, it was Gulf to Bay, where I owned the beach on one side and had my boathouses on the backside. And I mean, it was magnificent, magnificent home, which was unthinkable when I was 18. But I just, just thought about it. I decided it. And that's the power of this, guys. And, um, and so once you've got a time limit on each goal, there's just a couple more quick steps. Um, I want you to pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, if you got that, or let me rephrase that, not if. When you get that goal, it's like, oh, my God, you cannot believe that goal. That's the one you want. Write that one down. Put that on a separate sheet of paper. Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper and leave a little room in between them. All right, so at this point, and you, well, first of all, most people don't ever get this far. You're already ahead of 99% of the people on the planet because you're getting clarity on, on what it is you want. And, mm -hmm. and, and candidly, when people ask me, how did I recover from losing $50 million? It was that clarity. It was, it was focusing, refocusing on what I wanted, not what I didn't want. It's very easy, oh, good. you know, in this, in, in this environment and in, in the news and everything is to focus on negative. Okay. That's how news sells. I, you know, I, I tell people stand guard at the door to your mind. I turn, I don't, Unless I want amusement, I won't go on CNN or, or Fox anymore. It's just to, for amusement. So, mm -hmm. so um, you want to stay focused on what you want, and that's how I was able to recover. Uh, but So you've got your, your, these four goals, your number one juiciest goal and your top three one-year goals. Now, you're in, you're in great shape here, but I want to take it one more step further. And the reason I'm going through all this is this is the fuel that's going to trigger your mindset, that's going to trigger your psychology to get you to – get up early, to stay up late, to, to do whatever it takes to build that life of your dreams. And so now I want you to put a paragraph, a 
couple sentences, two, three sentences under each goal, why it is an absolute must for you to achieve it. Um, you know, and, and you want to use emotionally charged words like amazing and incredible and beautiful, you know, so, so that we can have freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, with whoever we want, you know, whatever it is for you, write that down. Um, and, and so I can show my kids what success looks like, so I can retire my husband or wife, so I can show my wife what success looks like. So put the why in there because the goals are really important. And I'll share with you in a minute that they are not the be all and end all. It's the why that's critical. And then mm -hmm. there's last, one last step. And that is you've got your positive reasons why. I also want you to put some pain in there because as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So you want to use this because this is the fuel. So you want to put in there in case you don't achieve the goal, you know, what's going to happen. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my wife or husband. So I don't fail my children. Make it painful, okay? And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm here to tell you it's powerful because, again, we will do more to avoid pain than, than seek pleasure. And so you want to use that. This Again, this is the fuel. And, you know, we don't want to live a life of regret. You know, there was a nurse in Australia. She was a hospice nurse. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And she used to counsel patients, and she asked them a question at, at the end of their lives. She said, do you have any regrets? And she even wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was, Rachel and, and Bruce? It was, it was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I knew I, I could have mm -hmm. done. I yeah. say, screw that. You know? so, so this, again, this is what helps. Again, this is what got me out from underneath the rock in 2009 when my world had collapsed. I mean, there were people in the great depression that jumped out of buildings for losing less than I did. And oh, so, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, this, this really works. So anyway, that's it. On the that mind. is awesome. Well, I appreciate yeah. you walking through that exercise and I can completely feel your energy and passion for creating what you've created. And it's no wonder that you have been able to create what you have because of Thank this you. type of focus and really purpose and passion behind everything that you're doing. And you're absolutely right. What you focus on is what you get. And it's in the small things. Positive and negative. Things. Positive absolutely. and negative. You know, in fact, I'll give you a little, a little clip on that. You know, so many people get sucked into the negative. If you meet someone and you tell them, they ask you how you're doing, you say, oh, I'm fantastic. Oh my God, life's amazing. They'll kind of take a step back. But if you say, oh, my leg's killing me. You know, I've got this back pain. They're like, oh, come here, brother. I feel your sister. And, uh -huh. and so we, we associate and connect through pain and suffering. And so, very, very important to be careful with that. But let me add one more thing, okay, before we move on. I know you want to get into multifamily. One more quick thing. You know, I want to talk about, and I didn't even know what it was I was doing, but I want to give you some strategy on what to do after you've got your goals written down, okay? So I'll give you, and it's visualization effectively, but let me just, it'll only take a couple minutes. Let me, let me land the plane on this because it's Go really, ahead. Yeah. really important. It, it, this it, is very good. Okay, so, so I'll give you some public examples of visualization, and I'll give you some of my own personal ones real quick. So Jim Carrey, flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million when he was flat broke. And if you Google it, you'll, he'll, it's right there. In fact, yep, he buried the check with that. his father. And, and he used to go up by the Hollywood sign. He'd, he'd look at it and visualize cashing it, and that's how much he made for Dumb and Dumber. Um, another great example that's not as public but is amazing is they – there's, there was a millionaire in New Orleans, and, and he took one of the Ninth Ward schools, I believe it was the Ninth Ward, but he took a class at that school, and only a, like a certain percentage of those kids went to college, like, and it was in the teens, like 17, 18, 19% of those kids actually went to college. What he did was he bused those kids to a college 
for one day. I think it was Loyola, but 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 to a college, and they and they paired them up with a college student. Each kid got paired up with a college student. They spent the day with that kid. They went to the classes, to the library, to the cafeteria, walked around campus. They got to viscerally experience college life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they bust them back to the school. Um, then for a couple of minutes, two to five minutes, I don't know the exact number, but for a few minutes every day while they were in school, they would close their eyes and visualize themselves going to college. Over 80 freaking percent went to college. Wow. That's, that's the so power cool. of visualization. Now, I'll give you some personal examples. So I, and I didn't even realize what it was I was doing until that movie, The Secret came out, you know, about the yeah. law of attraction. Well, yeah. I'm like, yep. shit, that's what I've been doing for 20 years. So when I was 18, I, um, I knew I had to have a four-door car because I'm going to be a real estate broker, right? I'm going to make a lot of money selling people houses. So I got this bone-ugly Ford Granada, bench seats in the front, ugliest piece of you-know-what you've ever seen. (laughs) But I had to have a four-door car. Well, I worked with a guy that had a Corvette, and he let me drive it. And and that piece is really important as well. That experiential piece is so important. So if there's a house you want, go to an open house of a house like that. If there's a car you want, go test drive it. I'll give you a great recent example for me. I took my wife to the Amalfi Coast and I got sold on the fact that I want to rent or buy a yacht and do that whole tip of you know Amalfi and Spain and Greece and Croatia. I want to do that. That's, that's my bucket list now. So, I, uh, so nice. I went to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, BS'd my way onto some big yachts, sat in the captain's chair, visualized myself owning a nice. yacht, walked around, laid on the bed, and because it works, guys. So anyway, back to my example. So I, I drove that. Corvette. I'm like, man, this is amazing. So I got a picture out of a magazine. I mean, you couldn't even spell internet yet. So I got a picture out of a magazine, put it on the visor of that bone ugly Granada. Every time I sat there, it was right there looking at me. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. And I'm going to give you a couple other examples, but I want to preframe this for your listeners to say this is not me bragging because the stuff I'm going to share with you does not interest me anymore, but it's great to hopefully inspire you. So this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. The, um, um, Actor's name Tom was Selleck. Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Thank you. Thank you. He was a detective. And he told this. I'm old. I'm old so I can contribute that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I just turned 60. <laughs> I just turned 60. So there you go. But, but, um, uh, he drove this awesome Ferrari 308, red Ferrari. And I thought that was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen. So I got a picture of that actual Ferrari, put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. They had the Lamborghini Countach when those doors slid up. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I had the posters in my bedroom with the bikinis and the, yeah, all that. And, and what's crazy is my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 40, 30 or 40. And he had a model of the exact same color and style that I ended up getting, uh, which I wrecked. But anyway, we won't digress. But, but the point is the pictures work. In fact, I'll show you something. I've got a paper planner, and I'll land the plane. I got a paper planner. I, I'm a dinosaur. Yes, I use Outlook too, but I love handwriting what I'm planning. So it's on today. In the back of this thing are pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Okay. Oh, nice. The first pictures are my gratitude pictures. My my babies. My 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 daughter's 29. She's in India right now. Actually, a little worried about her. She's doing great. She's doing a yoga thing. My son is 25. But these these are my gratitude pictures, guys. Everything starts, as you know, from a place of gratitude. Like mm, I've got absolutely now. I've got, a, I've got a gratitude vision board with the things that, that I care about. But then I've got the pictures that I wanted, okay? What's crazy is this top picture looks just like my house on the beach. They, they, I had 10-foot glass. It was butt together. It was 80 feet long. I had travertine floors just like I see. I mean, that was the view. And what's even nice. crazier 
Yes, I lost that house and all the all the all the fun back in 08 and 09. And but but this the pictures down here. Okay, I don't. You can see behind me. See the walls yeah. in the picture. See that wall? Yeah. Look behind me. Yeah. Is that insane? It's the same freaking wall in my compound that I live in now. I have a I have an incredible compound. I've got six buildings, giant main house, beautiful guest house on the water, exercise facility, media center, video center. You can go on and on. It's like a park. You can see it's like a park. And because yeah, God's got a sense of humor, I can look out across the water and there's my old house there right across the bay that I used to live in. True story. Nice. Uh, yeah. But anyway, these pictures work, you know, and then other stuff like um, stupid shit like watches. I got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches here. You know, uh, uh, the Lamborghini before I ever got it, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all the stuff that I got because I had pictures. So that's the last tip. Get pictures, put them around you. Even if, you know, have them blown up at Walgreens or CVS, put them on the wall because it freaking works. So, all right, so let's completely landed the plane. You have. So let's take that and let's connect that over into what steps did you take then? You lost the $50 million and yeah. then somehow you, were you in multifamily already at that point? Yeah, no, let, let's talk about how that happened because okay. let me, let me share something for those of you that understand real estate. I was at a. 30% loan to value in 07. Mm, yep, I only okay. owe 30 cents on the dollar and I still crashed and burned. And here's why wow. I had 800 houses renting long-term and I had multiple apartment complexes. The problem was my 800 houses were two hours that way and two hours that way and everywhere in between. Okay. Oh, so, so you had a like really a, narrow window. You were not uh, diversified. It was, it, was, it was, I was too spread out logistically. Oh, okay. So, and I, and I thought that the gravy train was going to last forever. I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold, you know, Florida was recession proof. Well, you know, it was ground zero for the freaking, I actually, by the way, I actually went upside down. So I was at a 30% loan to value. My inventory dropped more than 70%. So I actually went upside down in value as well. Oh, wow. But, but from a cash flow standpoint, I wasn't focused on the cash flow. In fact, that's the, that's the subtitle of my book, um, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, i.e. the new rule is, is cash flow, period, forget value. But, and but, that's um, really important because we're always talking about how to have assets that produce cash flow as right. opposed to just appreciation and expecting maybe to flip that property. And certainly there's different kinds of investors and different strengths. But at the same time, we really want to make sure that you're in a position that you are creating cash flow with your assets, not just thinking, I have a million, two million, five million, ten million on paper. It doesn't really matter if you have those assets on paper if it's not cr creating and producing that income in your life. Well, I got that memo in a big way. Uh, and so, uh, I, um, yeah. And so, so give you some, give you some ideas of why it crashed and burned. So, you know, in my apartment complexes, uh, well, first of all, Florida has no state income tax. So the property taxes are higher impacts cash flow. I had properties in wind and flood zones, much higher insurance impacts cash flow. But the big one was the logistics. If I send someone to one of my apartment complexes to fix something, everything's the same. The washers for the plumbing is the same. The HVAC is the same. The appliances are the same. Locks are the same. They could stockpile ports, parts and be in and out in an hour. Done. Boom. If I had to send someone to one of my houses that's an hour away, it's two hours round trip to get there. Then they, every house is different. They got to go see what's wrong. Then they've got to find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we had an account. Could be another hour round trip. And then if you've ever fixed anything, you realize you get into it and you realize you need more stuff. And so what takes, you know, an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my houses. And you multiply that times 800 and that really hurt cash flow. Oh, and yeah. then lastly, most of my properties were rented by 
contractors of some sort, plumbers, electricians, HVAC, uh, you know, drywallers, roofers, and that fell off a freaking cliff in 2008. Nobody was doing anything. And so they didn't have work. And so it was just like the perfect storm for me. But the reason I started my podcast, and I'm super excited, we just broke, uh, we're about to break seven and a half million downloads. That's amazing. Thank you. And the reason I started it was because throughout all that, my apartments did just fine. If I'd have just been in apartments, I'd be on the back of my yacht right now. Okay, but but it was the houses that pulled me down, and and of course in my brilliance I packaged packages of houses with my apartments to save a, a twenty basis points on an interest rate. And was, you know, looking back on it, wasn't the smartest move because I'd still have them if I hadn't done that. But the point is, if you're gonna invest long term, for God's sakes, don't do single family. Do at the very least do a fourplex or a ten unit or a twenty unit. It's easier. It's safer. It, your scale faster and on and on. And that's, that's really what I try to, you know, push and teach people, you know, at my events at my live events and on my podcast. So Rod, uh, that makes perfect sense. And thanks, thanks for your little bits of wisdom. And but how does a person find value in that, in that uh, place right now? Multifamily, what place? multifamily, Multi, multifamily, because of, you know, it seems like everybody wants to get there. So, so everybody's trying to, you know, just uh, scales of economy, then, then if everybody wants to get it, it kind of gets, you know, ratcheted up. The, price, the prices keep going up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are in what I call irrational exuberance right now. Okay. And, and, you know, there are a lot of, mis- I mean, it looks like 2006 all over again to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, and I am extremely conservative as you can imagine now, but that said, we bought a thousand doors last year. Okay. And they're screaming deals. I mean, uh, you know, uh, 10 to 15% cash on cash, uh, 20% IRR at 65% loan to value. Okay. So, 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 I mean, incredible returns. We've got right now, we have uh, 500 doors under contract and another 500 that are real close to being under contract. And they're all fantastic deals uh, and, you know, all, all value add plays. But of course, you know, I'm in a bit of a, of a, of a unique situation in that, you know, I'm, I'm in the years of, I don't know, what, 50,000 people a week. And so if I've got a deal, I throw it out there. And we only deal with accredited investors so I can legally talk about our deals. And, you know, so our dance card gets full very quick. And also I've got people, you know, students, you know, I've got over 350 students that bring us deals and want to partner on deals and, and we're helping them and on and on. So, again, I'm in kind of a unique situation. But, but to, 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 the, to the average person, let me say this. Are there deals out there? You better believe there are. yes. But you have to kiss a lot of frogs. I mean, I think we're probably evaluating 200 assets right now to get under contract on something. I think that's probably a realistic number. And I mean, fully evaluating a, a good chunk of those. And so I've got a whole team doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got a beautiful asset right now in Cincinnati. Uh, another one that I just went, went to yesterday in Atlanta. Just incredible. Fastest growing area north of Atlanta. We've got one in uh, Bradenton here in Sarasota, Bradenton. Gorgeous. We've got some really nice stuff. You know, uh, very solid conservative stuff with 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 super returns um, that we're you know we're doing right now. So, but yes, there are mistakes being made, Bruce. To your point, a lot of mistakes being made right now. Sometimes we're in what's called best and final, where they're asking for the best offers uh, from you know brokers asking for best offers. They'll select like three to five people to put in their best offer, and we are scratching our heads when we see what some of these properties sell for, what it's called trade for, and. I mean, you know, we, we, we anticipate having some opportunity in a few years when these deals go south, frankly. So, oh, okay. yeah. 
I think I think that's uh, the the thing I try to tell people all the time is that you know just because you have money and you have the ability to buy real estate doesn't mean you should buy it. You you actually have to you have to evaluate it very and be patient because if you're patient, you know when things do correct or when a couple of deals do go south like you're talking about, then you can swoop in and understand what a good deal looks like at that time. Yes. Yes. And um, clearly you do know what a good deal looks like because you're evaluating this many to find sure, the one sure. property right, that you're right. Repetition is the mother of skill. I mean, the more, if you want to learn something, do it. Okay. Period. And, and, uh, you know, my book even has, I'm not that I'm plugging my book cause uh, it's, it's, it's in Kindle on Amazon, but it's got a 90 day action plan. It's, it's never what to do. It's always doing what you know. It's, it's, it's oh, always, right. you know, you have to take action and, and are you going to make some mistakes? Sure. But if you've got someone like you guys or, or me looking over your shoulder, you know, you're, you're likely to be, you're likely to be fine. And, and the beautiful thing about multifamily real estate is it's primarily empirical. Okay. It's numbers. And, and if you get the numbers right and you, you ask all the right questions and due diligence, so you don't make a mistake. It's kind of hard to make a mistake, honestly. In fact, on that note, I've got a, something free I'll give your listeners. I've got, I used to give away my book, the one that's on Amazon for free. I gave away 20,000 copies for free. And then my team's like, hey, stupid, why don't we make some money with this at some point? And so we put it on Amazon. So I created this due diligence checklist. checklist. Okay. It's called the Multifamily Property Toolbook. It's almost 70 pages, or maybe 80 pages, 70 or 80 pages. And it's like a due diligence checklist on steroids. And it's, there's no fluff in it. There's no sales pitch in it. It's literally just every question you should ask if you're doing the due diligence on a multifamily. This isn't for single family. But if you're interested in buying an apartment building, you know, it's checks my name Rod to 41411 and we'll give it to you. It's free. And it's an awesome, awesome, I'm real proud of this. In fact, I just used this yesterday when I was doing the due diligence on that Atlanta asset. I was there yesterday with my wife and I, I was looking through the questions in here. I think it's the most comprehensive thing I've ever seen for due diligence. So That's excellent. Well, thank that's you excellent. for offering so, that. Yeah, thank you very much. And I think that's a huge value. We'll make sure that the, that's in our show notes as well with the text code. So I want to take two, two string streams of information here. So one, where did you go from that $50,000 negative? If you can just lead us to uh, Rachel, 50 million, dollars. 50, 50 million, million. I'm sorry. Thank you. There's an I extra always, zero yes. in there or two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make sure that those zeros are in there. The 50 million negative. Where did you start besides the visualization? What action steps did you take to pull out of that? And then what I want to find out is for somebody who is hearing you say, Hey, if you're interested in long-term cash flow, start looking at multifamily, what is the most important thing for them to do to get started? So I want to sure, pull sure, both sure. those threads. So, so what did I do to, to recover? Yes. What I did was I focused on what I wanted. I mean, sure. I hid under a rock for a couple of months. Okay. I mean, I thought I was set for life. I mean, 50 million net worth, you know, uh, I don't know what, well over 800 properties, multiple apartment complexes. I thought I was set for life at 30% loan to value. So it was a real painful process, but I don't think I was under that rock for more than two or three months, but for a while I could see it was an eyeball poking out, you know, mm -hmm. feeling sorry for myself, licking my yeah. wounds. But then I, then I refocused. Now, luckily, you know, I've been around Tony Robbins for 20 years. I've followed him around the planet. Um, you know, every year I do one or two, three, four events and, and, and being around that energy, you know, and around people in that mastermind that I was in there, <laughs> you know, people that are asking you, people that are thriving when it's rough. And I've created my own mastermind, multifamily boardroom, it's called, but, but I, I know the value of being around people 
that aren't aren't focused on the pain. And I, most of my friends were suffering as well. They were going through the same. I mean, countries went bankrupt. For God's sakes, the whole country reeled from that for years. But mm-hmm. I got around people that were thriving. People that you know that would ask me, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you feeling sorry for yourself? Why aren't you doing this? Get you know, take action instead of licking my wounds." And that was a big help. I got a I got a personal coach as well. I got a business coach um, that helped me. And then you know, the, the, but the, but the key is the focus and and remembering what I wanted. You know, and I I got back much much faster than the first time. And that's how it works. That's why I called a seminar. It wasn't it wasn't a failure. It was a seminar. It's only a failure. Excuse me. It's only a failure if you don't get back up or you don't, right. you know, don't get the lessons or don't learn. Absolutely. And like I said, I've built 24 businesses. I think three have been worth tens of millions, or maybe four have been worth tens of millions of dollars, but most of them have been spectacular flaming seminars. Okay. But, but you learn, you grow. I, I, I met Sarah Blakely, the billionaire owner of Spanx um, at one of my masterminds. And she told me that her father used to ask them, their kids at, at around the dinner table, what have you failed at today? Is that an awesome question to ask your kids to not Absolutely. fear failure? Because we, we fail our way to success. You know, setbacks are inevitable. It's just, you know, getting back up, brushing yourself off, and keeping your eye on that goal. And that's kind of a success formula, actually, is when you have that setback, reassociate with your goals and change your approach. And if you have another setback, reassociate with what you want, change your approach. And it, you just rinse and repeat. And if you do that, like in 2010, I had built another company. I built a litigation support company. It was about to go bankrupt. I remember distinctly 2010. I changed my approach, turned it into a, you know, a $10 million company, 60 employees, sold it last year. I mean, you know, so, so um, keep that in mind, those of you listening, guys. If, if, you, if you hit a speed bump, you hit a wall, just stay focused on what you want and just change your approach and, and rinse and repeat that process until you get what you want. Because God's delays are not God's denials. I love that. I love that. Well, this has been really valuable just in terms of the mindset. And I think that can apply to any area of life. It can absolutely apply to building a business, building your real estate portfolio, building anything that you want. And most of our listeners are business owners. They're entrepreneurs. They're thinking entrepreneurially entrepreneurially. That's a hard word to say, but you know, um, yeah, say that three times fast. I know. Let me say this. You know, we um uh, if, if, if you have listeners that are accredited, we're always looking for investors ourselves. So if, if you guys are interested in looking at one of our multifamily deals, text the word partner to 41411 and we'll chat with you about it. But the other thing I want to mention, if you don't, if you'll let me pound my chest for a second is, you know, we have these three day boot camps. We just had one in yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, I was Angeles. actually just going to ask you about that. You go oh, ahead. You were. All right. Fantastic. So we're, we had one in Los Angeles. Um, last and it was uh, it was amazing we had 600 people there uh, i was in a little pain because i tore meniscus in my knee but i got through it but mm. you know it was just we had a lot of fun we had you know and, and basically we do these three-day boot camps and we effectively give you just about everything you need i think really we give you everything you need to, to take action on your dreams lots of people have bought property shortly after attending the boot camp and you know we teach you how to find deals how to finance them how to you know, how to do the due diligence, how to, how to evaluate them, how to manage them, everything. And then, and then I spend a lot of time on mindset too, because it's so freaking important on pushing through fear, identifying limiting beliefs, pushing through those, creating an identity for yourself that pulls you into it and on and on and on. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a blast. We dance, we have music, and it's not just like your stuffy real estate seminar. I will tell you that, but you get, it is drinking through a fire hose. In fact, on Saturday night, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on Saturday night, 
I usually have somewhere between two and three billion dollars in assets represented by the panelists on stage. And we stay till, you know, 10 o'clock at night. We usually bring in a cash bar and it gets kind of stupid by about nine. But we have a lot of fun and, and they're awesome events. And so if someone's interested, I want to give your listeners uh, a real incentive. So my next one, well, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know when this will air. So I'm just going to give you our global website, which is rodsbootcamp.com. And uh, I know that we've got one coming in Orlando and we've got one coming in Dallas. But if you use the code TMA, I'll give your listeners another hundred bucks off. And, and I will tell you that the prices are already ridiculously cheap. I mean, I think you could effectively with that code get, go for about 200 bucks. So it's kind of a no brainer. It's just me for three days. I don't bring in outside speakers to sell you crap like everybody else does. It's just me. The speakers that come in are educating. I, I have a syndication attorney. I have a, uh, an attorney, I'm sorry, a, a loan broker talks about financing. So it's all educational and, and we have a class. Right. Thank That's you. Anyway, okay. use the code TMA, guys, if you want to come. I promise you, you'll be glad you did. Um, and if you want to, if you if you're truly interested in multifamily, I've got this Facebook group. It's about its largest on the planet now for multifamily. It's about thirty-one thousand people in it. And if you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that Facebook group. And the reason I bring that up is if you search the word boot camp in that group, you'll see the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have raved about the boot camp. So you don't have to have me sell you, they'll sell you. So. That's absolutely awesome. So we've given you several ways to be able to connect to Rod Cleef if you're interested in finding out more about him and what he does. The boot camp, the, um, the, there was a free, um, a free tool book, free tool book, text Rod, yep. text Rod to 41411. If, but if they're going to do the boot camp, make sure they use the code TMA yep. uh, to get a hundred bucks off. Uh, yep. I want we'll to make sure. your listeners. Yep. yep. I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. That's to rodsbootcamp.com for any of the Orlando or Dallas upcoming events. And then um, also that you just have your deals available as well. If they want to text partner, partner to 41411. Yep. Excellent. Well, Rod, my, my website has tons of free resources, books and articles. Why don't and you videos. share that? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're interested in multifamily, even, even not actually, because there's a lot of motivational stuff there too. Um, rodcleef.com. And, and my last Rod name is a little K weird. It's it's K-H-L-E-I-F as in Frank.com, rodcleef.com. And there's a ton of free stuff there, tons. Absolutely awesome. Well, thank you for sharing a ton of value. You promised that you thank would you. and you absolutely have. Uh, we right. very much encourage our listeners to go ahead and get these resources, dig your hands into the tools that Rod is providing, and you'll see why he's so passionate and fired up about what he is because this stuff works. So go ahead and get those resources. Rod, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's been a blast, Rachel. Uh, of course, it always is when you're the one doing most of the talking. It's like Dale <laughs> Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, get people to talk. <laughs> so I had a great time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear that you had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah thank That's you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Rod. Thanks, guys. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at 
hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated, and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.